Want to know the secret about how to quickly grow a loyal Instagram following? Well, it's all about embracing what makes you unique and building a community around that. Let's talk more about that today. Welcome to episode four of Behind the Band, a podcast where we're all about helping you grow your music career by talking with awesome artists and people from the industry. My name is David Ryan Olson, and I run Evergreen Records, where we're all about helping artists just like you grow. So honored that you decided to join us today. Before we jump in, just wanted to say if you are planning on releasing music in the future or would love to know how to better release music in the future, I would love for you to join Rock the Release. It's a half-hour workshop. It's totally free, and it's going to teach you a proven plan for promoting and releasing your music for maximum success. We'll teach you how to get on playlists and blogs and shared by influencers so that you can get more streams and build a strong career. Just go to evergreenrecords.com slash workshop to sign up for Rock the Release. So today we have an artist called Soul Lift on the show, and he is probably a little bit of a different musician from you. Most of us are singer-songwriters or in bands, but Soul Lift is an OPZ artist. And an OPZ is just a little instrument that looks almost like a toy. It's about the size of two iPhones stacked together. And you can load samples into it and manipulate it and make beats, songs, jingles, whatever you want with it. And Soul Lift, whose real name is Corey Loftus, has made a whole following just on doing this. And very quickly, too, in just under a year, he has gotten almost 2,000 followers on Instagram. So would love to jump into the conversation today to just hear a little bit more about how he did it and how he decided to embrace his uniqueness. So let's go ahead and jump in with my conversation with Soul Lift. All right, I am here today with Mr. Corey Loftus, aka Soul Lift. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me over. Yeah. So you are what's called an OPZ artist. Yes. What is that? Self-entitled OPZ artist. <laughs> I would like to say on that side of things, I'm just a musician, but I'm focusing on using the OPZ to create my art. Okay. What the heck is an OPZ? Good question. Um, the OPZ is a multimedia sequencer. Um, it looks like a remote control. It's made by Teenage Engineering. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's like, if I had to say like three things about it, that was it. Yeah. So you've shown me this uh, a handful of times, and it, it's interesting because it's, it's about the size of maybe two iPhones put together. Yeah, uh, like you know, if you had them like the long way, you kind of hold it in your hand. It almost looks like it's like a toy that you would find on like you know a toy aisle of totally. a store. Yeah, but it's like a it's an instrument. Yes, so it it is a music sequencer, and it can sequence other things too. But it has basically eight music tracks kind of built into it. So like, think if you were in Logic or something, you like pulled up eight tracks. And then, like, drew in some MIDI notes. That's all in this, like, remote control, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild what it can do. Okay, so it, it sounds like it's a really cool, like, creative tool. It's, like, something you can just stash in your backpack or even, like, 
find a way to finagle it in your pocket, right? Totally. Yeah, it's it's always in my backpack. <laughs> okay. Obviously, that has a lot of real exciting potential to have like this really unique uh, creative tool, like being able to have it with you at all times. What was your introduction and how did you like, why did you get your hands on this for the first time? I think I was first introduced to it a couple years ago. Um, So Teenage Engineering, they make other synthesizers as well. And one of their most popular ones is the OP-1. And it's that like white keyboard with the black screen. um, And it has a couple knobs on it. If you look it up, like there's just a ton of videos around it. And that was like one of their original ones. Um, So I saw some of their stuff with that. And then they came out with these things called pocket operators, which look like old school calculators, basically. Um, And they're little sequencers. So I got a couple of those. I think it was probably two years ago they introduced the OPZ, um, but they weren't releasing it yet. So I just kind of had my eye on it for a while. And I was like, maybe I should get an OP-1 because it's out. But the OPZ came out and it was like half the price. And I'm like, man, I really want to get one of these. Um, and I think it was released in October-ish of 2018. Um, so it's a really new instrument. And when you look at it, it's kind of like a puzzle. Like most people don't understand it or even know like what it's capable of. So I kind of just dove into it and tried to figure it out. Yeah, looking at the OPZ and also the other things that Teenage Engineering makes is like a big part of the draw is that they're kind of like quirky looking. Yeah, they are. They've been described as polarizing. In, okay. Like, so, so like you either like really love it or you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uniqueness is interesting. Was that like a part of the draw for you? Was the fact that like, oh, here's here's something that's like super unique looking and something that's going to be kind of fun just to dink around with or? Yeah, I think so. I just went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, what can you do with this thing? And what could I possibly do with this thing? Um, and the music I was kind of making before that just in a DAW wasn't any more complicated than what the OPZ itself could do. So it was uh, really attractive to me just to like, yeah, throw it in my backpack and just make music wherever and whenever I had the chance to. And then just the draw of it being interesting and attractive is kind of, um, since I was starting from scratch as an artist, like I didn't have a following as far as my music went um, because I was busy working on other people's music and engineering and stuff like that. I was almost using like the draw of the OPZ as Mm. a part of my draw. This is a good opportunity to maybe go back just a little bit. You mentioned you're, you're a musician and an engineer what was your your musical journey like? How did how did that start? What were you doing before you know, finding the OPZ? Yeah, so I've been doing music a long time. Uh, started way back, like elementary school. The whole band thing. Went to study music in college at University of Oregon. Did my first year there uh, doing percussion studies, um, and then kind of realized like I don't want to be in like an orchestra or like a jazz band or even really go down the traditional like music teacher route. Um, so then I switched over kind of towards engineering and out of that got a church gig, um, running sound and doing production stuff, started doing some engineering, um, at a studio up in Portland, um, just working on other people's stuff and leaning in a little bit more towards production and not just engineering and just in working with artists, um, and just kind of making like a sequence or like a demo for them to possibly use in a song and then them either not liking it or going a different direction. I kind of compiled a lot of my own music 
nothing like super complicated, but it all was kind of like fitting together over like, I don't know, probably close to a decade worth of just noodling around in logic and just messing around with sounds and uh, just creating songs. I started just becoming an artist through that. What what drew you to wanting to do OPZ only? I think it was starting from scratch and like finding something that already kind of had a draw, like I said before. Like, I don't know. I think that when you're starting out in most musicians and artists in general, like you need something that's drawing people to you. If it's your uniqueness or whatever it is, like I think that that OPZ was like the thing that I found that could like bring people in that didn't know me at all and that would make them interested. Like it's not my story necessarily, but it is like the story of that instrument is what I'm trying to like walk people through a little bit, like what it can do. Was there like a moment where, where maybe you like posted something just off the cuff of you working on an OPZ just, you know, for kicks and giggles that did, did that get like a reception or like, what was that like? Yeah. So it was kind of interesting. I, like I just started posting with it right away because it was so easy. But the transition has been cool because I've mostly just been on Instagram. Mm. Um, and it's really, really easy to post an OPZ video on Instagram um, or just a picture or a photo or whatever um, just because of how intriguing it is. My Instagram was mainly full of like just OPZ stuff. Yeah. So it was like still building that like foundation. But before I got the OPZ, I would post every once in a while and just do some just music stuff, just do a video that I took or whatever. There's no kind of like yeah. vision or meaning behind it. It was just, oh, this is a cool like outlet. But as soon as I started like diving down the OPZ route and having kind of that more like focused vision, um, it just kind of grew a lot yeah. since then. At what point did you start noticing that it was the OPZ stuff you were posting was like getting a lot of traction? Uh, I mean, I think as soon as I first started posting it, I I knew because of how interested I was and even just the engagement like on YouTube videos and kind of the mystery behind what the instrument can do that it has a draw in itself, like that people are interested in it. So I knew, I think before I even started that it would work. So many artists at the start of their careers are really just not sure what to post on Instagram. And they hear, it's it's almost like, you know, a Gold Rush 2.0. It's like, you know, they hear these stories of like, oh yeah, you know, I just posted on Instagram every day and I got to 50,000 followers overnight, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what, how do I figure that out? Obviously, if, if you're Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, you could post a picture of literally whatever and people will eat that up. But when you're nobody's not a nice word, but like no, in, the, totally. in, the, in the grand scheme no, of things. No, I was. Yeah. Like I hadn't posted my Instagram before I started this. I had like sent people over from my personal page because I'm like, hey, I'm going to post like music stuff here just to kind of like separate it out and like have it more focused. And I mean, I think I had less than 200 followers mm-hmm. when I started in April. So for me, it was like I was starting from scratch yeah. and all those people were like friends and family that like, probably just followed to be nice. Like right. they're, they're interested in it, but it's not like, like super fans. They're like fans that are really like right into my music necessarily. Um, I mean, it's different than finding a fan that doesn't know you personally. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, how do you get the strangers to exactly? Become a fan? Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, why should we listen to this? You found a community on Instagram. And I think that's, what's really cool about, focusing on something like the OPZ is that there is like a 
a built-in community on Instagram and that, totally. that you, you kind of were in on the ground floor of to a certain extent, yes. uh, cause it hasn't been around for that long. How did you find that community? Did you just like try a bunch of hashtags and see what worked or what, what was that like? The OPC is kind of grown out of the OP one movement. Like there is a very solid community around OP one. Um, like there was a few guys that created this hashtag called OP one and chill. Um, <laughs> and like it's grown like crazy and I think it was like four people that like helped run it and then they ran like a page and like would just like feature people and it it like blew up essentially yeah it was getting in the ground floor of the OPZ like I think that that movement it's still like starting and happening so even like just the hashtag OPZ like it's a, a short unique hashtag and there's pro- I don't know I have to look it up but there's probably less than like 20,000 posts of it. So just kind of following people there and seeing like what the main people, like the people that get on the featured page for OPZ a lot, like seeing what they were posting, what their hashtags were and kind of emulating that in a sense. I think I would search that and I try to switch it up and make it relevant. I think that, yeah, if we're talking like Instagram, like the algorithm like kind of catches on if you do the same thing every single time. So if you like repeat your hashtags every time or even the same number or order like it i mean the computer catches on (laughs) along that note it's funny it's like the most like underproduced like off the cuff things that i do seem to like blow up the most really yeah which is kind of funny like you like spend all this time like working on a track and like lighting and like a dslr and like all these like nice things and nice lens but then it's like the thing that you took with your phone and like recorded your car stereo speakers with your iPhone that like everybody is like, oh, I love this. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's super interesting because I've noticed the old way of doing things was, okay, everything is is about getting hype for your album yes. or whatever, which to a certain extent now it's it's almost even, that's just like a piece of the overall content puzzle. And like for you, it sounds like almost, you know, a a good portion of the end product that you're delivering to people isn't necessarily just like an album, but it's, it's the daily stuff. Totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, because I didn't release like OPZ music on like Spotify or Apple music or whatever until this month, I had mainly been doing stuff on Instagram and then found some other like reddit and facebook like communities too to like kind of interact there and like push people towards my um content but i didn't have any music besides what was on instagram for a long time like as far as opz stuff goes i think yeah in growing that people will just become interested in what you're doing because you're not like necessarily trying to sell anything or do anything it's it's like I was just posting stuff because I thought it was cool and I liked it. And like, I hoped other people thought it was cool. <laughs> right. You just broke a uh, thousand followers in the past couple of days, which is awesome, which a lot of that is just organic. It's not, it's not your mom and your uncle, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your cousin. Yeah. And what percentage of your, your audience is fellow OPZ musical nerd, that type of thing versus just, you know, people that are like, what is this weird box that makes weird noises and this, you know, is kind of fun, little quirky music? That's a great question. I, th- My guess is right now, at least the people that interact the most 
are people that have an OPZ. So it is other people that I'm interacting with, but I hope to grow that outside of it. So right now it's like other people that are making the music are interested in it because they know what it can do or they're interested in like what other people are doing. Like I love watching other people's videos to see like, like, oh my gosh, how did they make that sound or do this like effect with the OPZ and let me try to like do it also. Um, So right now it's like that, but I think as the community overall grows, like it'll just start like seeping into other parts of music and um, production and just it'll become more popular. And then I think that's when like the outside world will see it a little bit more and like join in. It's cool that in 2020, success in music doesn't necessarily have to be selling out stadiums. Like the fact that you found a community and that you're developing a following and you're getting people to interact with your art, even if right now it's just a lot of musicians, that's still cool. Yeah. Coming up, I have a few collaborations uh, with a couple different people um, that don't have OPZs. Oh, cool. And I've actually, I already did one. There was a guy that reached out to me that was doing like a spoken word, uh, like poem sort of thing. And so he just reached out and wanted like a remix. So I did that. Um, for him and it was like just super fun to work on Um, but I have a couple more coming up with people that are musicians Um, one guy's like sent me some like samples of where he's living just uh, just some like natural sounds essentially Um, and like a musical idea and so then I'll work on that so collaborating with other people outside of the community I think is where it'll help like grow it and like feature it a little bit and just get more recognition for the instrument and then what I'm doing with it essentially. As far as like communities go, like the OPZ is one, but it also is overlapping with uh, this thing that I've done over the past month called Jamuary. Oh, okay. Um, What's that? So Jamuary, um, basically you do a musical idea per day. Cool. Um, and you just upload it. Um, finished or not? Finished or not, you just kind of, it's just a jam. Okay. You uh, Some people finish them and they're like, really like intricate like a whole song sort of thing or it's just like a really quick loop so over the past month i've been doing a video per day with the opz um and it kind of has spanned the gamut of like okay this is like a finished almost finished song essentially here it is or like this is a drum beat (laughs) like yeah super simple because i didn't have a ton of time today um but that community in itself i think this is probably the third or fourth year that it's happened um, so even just the community around that, like not everybody's using an OPZ. Like some people are just playing a song on a piano or like a guitar, but so that like just making music group is just another like, yeah, draw like place to get plugged in that someone might see your stuff. Um, and yeah, it's musicians supporting each other more than, the outside like fan or whatever. Yeah. But still that's a huge win to be able to have more connections with fellow musicians. The fact that you're an OPZ artist posting on January, the hashtag, I, I guarantee there's people scrolling through their fans or other musicians, whichever, seeing, okay, cool, guitar player, guitar player, guitar player. What is that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then checking it out and being like, okay, whoa, this dude's interesting. And then following. Yeah, there's been a few comments and I think that it'll start growing like i'll probably start get getting some more as it gets outside of just the opz people where they're like okay what the heck is that instrument like 
Um, and even people in person when they see it, like a friend of mine, like thought that I made it. Like it, it's like <laughs> I'm like no, like teenage, like somebody makes this. I'm just like playing music. I'm like programming music on it. But yeah, it's such a I don't know if elusive is the right word, but like you you look at it and it just looks like it controls something. Yeah, like you you can't really tell that everything that's coming out of it is coming out of it. Right. It 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 looks like a pocket MIDI keyboard. Kind of. Yeah, and, and it can be used as that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like as a musician finding a niche, like that's the only reason I'm growing right now. Right. I think eventually outside of that, but you do need to find like that thing or that purpose or that vision that's like super focused is like almost a calling to why people are checking your stuff out. By virtue of the fact that you've posted just a little snippet of something every day uh, for the past month, whether it's finished or not, whether it's just a rough idea or whether it's a little more fully fleshed out, have you been able to get like feedback from people about like, oh, this is cool, you should turn this into like a full song or like, what does that look like? I'm I'm doing a fairly wide range of stuff on Instagram, so it is interesting to see like, okay, if I do like a dance type beat or something like with a four on the floor, like what does that, what kind of comes back from that engagement versus like a really ambient, like verbed out thing, like who is engaging with that. So I think that by the, at the end of the month, I'll be able to like look back at my stats and see like, okay, what is getting the most like views and reach and how can I kind of capitalize on that? So in the midst of it, I'm not seeing it as much, but I I will look back and be like, oh, like people really like this type of video or even like what the video itself looked like because I haven't really been thinking about it doing it. It hasn't been super um, like planned out um, besides um, like there's been five of them that I've done ahead of time and like released along with singles, but everything else... So five out of 31 were kind of predetermined. Everything else has just been like off the cuff. Like, what do I want to try to make today? So it'll be interesting looking back and seeing what was successful. Social media is like giving people a chance to be prolific. I think that's a huge part of developing yourself is like not just doing something, working on it forever. And then like, you know, a year later you have like the learning experience and then, but like, you know, having like these these micro learning experiences every day. Yes, and I think that bringing people into that journey is a good way to like grow a following as well. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're just showing the end result, which oftentimes I'm doing and I need to get better at it, like showing the creation process, especially if you're starting out and like other musicians are following you, like yeah. they're interested in the process. And I think just fans in general, like that's part of your story is like how you're growing and like the things you're trying and um, just how you're doing what you're doing. Um, Bringing people into it is a good way to grow. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that whether you're like a rock and roll singer, songwriter sort of a thing and you release a single or an album, there's always going to be people that say, oh man, I remember when that was just like, you know, a ditty on the acoustic guitar you were working on back in the day. And that's the kind of thing that will give you buy-in from your fan base is feeling like that investment, feeling like that they have been on the journey along with you. Well, they're part of the success as well. Like totally like at 
the Grammys when Billie Eilish is like thanking the fans. Like, I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff behind that, but like musicians aren't successful if people aren't listening to their stuff. And so if the fans start with you at the beginning and then they see your successes, they are a part of that. I think what you're doing is just such a great way to like get people invested and to build a community and to build a name and a following and, and whatnot. So it's been super great having you on. And, yeah, uh, man. Anything you'd like to share? How can people find you? If you're on Instagram, just look up Soul Lift Music, S-O-U-L-Y-F-T Music. And you should be able to kind of search Soul Lift. And on my Instagram, there's a link in the bio that'll send you everywhere. So that is it for our conversation today with Soul Lift. Just real quick before we go, wanted to remind you about our free workshop, Rock the Release. Just going to teach you everything you need to know about promoting your music so that you get maximum success. Get on playlists and blogs and featured by influencers. Just go to evergreenrecords.com slash workshop to sign up for that. Also, just a real quick favor. If you are listening on the Apple Podcasts app, would you just take a couple of seconds to go ahead and leave us a five-star review? It really helps us rank higher when people are searching for new podcasts. Would really just owe you one if you did that. But for now, that's it. We'll see you next time.